He's already told me this, so we need to be more conscious of our listeners. Never. Unfortunately. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I will not be stopped. You cannot stop me. I would Why say do I, w- I always sing? I would say that I won't be censored, but you censor me all the time. I do so, yeah, because that's necessary for our <laughs> reputation. Can you turn the light on for me? What reputation? The Taylor Swift album. Are you ready for it? <laughs> oh, that was good. You're a problem. I bought... um. Another oh. re-release of the same album. Yes, but I also bought. Um, she released Midnight's again, but this time with all the songs on. So I was like, I want it. So hang on. Now it's so on there streaming. was the first one. Yeah. And then she did the re-recording of them all to screw with the record people. No, no, no. So there was Midnight's the right. album Midnight's, and then she released Midnight's three AM edition, which contains some additional tracks, and then she meets. Is that? And then she's just released Midnight's. Till Dawn edition with all of the tracks. That's bar bullshit. One. That's, <laughs> She's queen capitalism. That's bullshit. She's queen capitalism. That's, and no. do you know who's eating it up? You. Me. You've got, th- <laughs> you've got belly full of that three course meal. Feed me, mother. <laughs> that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's total horseshit. Uh-huh. Because you do an album and you do a deluxe. Yeah, do you know what was really good, though? Is she going to re-release this in 10 years' time and being like, I can't release the songs from myself, so I'm going to have to re-record them again and have another three albums? Probably, but do you know who will have dementia by then? You. Yeah, I won't remember, <laughs> so I'll be like, oh my god, this album's just come out. And I love it. Do you know what was really good, though? What? The band Camino, which you didn't come to because you were being a fucking nerd. Yes. Egypt. We've been waiting for that band to come to the UK for fuck knows how long. And all of their most recent stuff has been put... Yeah, they didn't play any of the more recent stuff. (laughs) That's a matter of principle then. What? Just like, oh yeah. You're just trying to make yourself feel feel better. We've released all of this new stuff, but we're not going to play it because we know no one likes it. Well, they Mm. played a little bit of it. You you said they played none of it. You you know the Red... Now it sounds like you're trying to justify it. God, I just hit the microphone. You You know the Red album... Don't talk about, don't talk about the sound. God, yes. you know that red album? That was good. Anyway, hello. How hello. was your week? Uh, I don't care. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> that almost felt scripted. <laughs> that almost oh, felt God. like you'd scripted. Why is this? You'd almost felt scripted. Yeah, there. I'm sorry about that. Um, <laughs> it's not like we've spent the last hour catching up while I was frantically writing my script anyway. So, or just berating me for being a nerd. Yeah. Although you're, that picture of you in the costume, <laughs> that picture of you in the costume playing oh, Quidditch. Quidditch, that was great because the guy was like, "Do you want to have a go?" And I thought, "Yeah, sure, I'm baller." <laughs> Standing there in the costume with no face, and you are, and you are baller. But I believe it. They said, "Oh, you know, don't worry about putting the um, broom in." Rather, it was just a stick to simulate yeah. a, a broom. I noticed. That. I was like, "No, no, no, I got this." So I went for the grandma underarm because I had very limited movement. And you couldn't see. How could you see? Oh, I could see pretty well. There was only one blind spot where the chin of the mask is. Were you looking out of the mask? Out of the mouth. Out of the mouth. I thought it was out of the mouth. But the rest of the cloth is quite thin. So when you're looking in, it's dark. So you had periphery. Yeah. There was just one spot in the middle. But I couldn't, because the hole where the arms went, 
I could only move with my elbows glued to my ribs. Oh. So I went for the underarm grandma throw, which didn't go so well. So I thought, well, you know, I've got a bit of movement. So I went for the old swish. <laughs> swish and But with flick. my elbows stuck to my ribs. And oh, okay. I nailed all three of them. He made me move back to the... He was like, you're too good at this. You're going to move back to the difficult line. And in my no-face outfit, just tilted my head towards him. I was like, for real? Are you being for real right now? Have you seen me? It did look quite good, actually, your outfit. It was very oh. good fun. Yeah, good. It was very good, good fun. Good for you. So I have. I was at the XL three days before. At some conference convention. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was at a Gartner conference. I was talking to <laughs> AWS. <laughs> oh, no? Mm. No. Mm. Oh. Well, sometimes. <laughs> if the moment uh, if the moment presents itself. Uh, yeah. Glad you had a good weekend. So, yeah. I've instantly started drawing up designs for the next Comic-Con. Oh, God. Lord, have mercy on my soul. This one's got moving parts. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. It's going to be great. Oh, awesome. Good it's going to be great. Good for you. Mm, we'll see. Okay. There we go. Back to normal. Oh, why has this happened? Don't talk about it. No, don't talk about it. He's going to punch me. He's going to punch me. Oh, that wasn't... That was a growl. That oh. wasn't a word. Mm. Mm. It's fun. It's fun. Um, okay, so traditional format today. No funky... Why is... The traditional format of forgetting the introduction, Matt. Oh, welcome to... Oh. <laughs> Sorry about that. Welcome to Insert Plot Here, uh, your uh, monthly slash weekly... <laughs> no, no, you were right the first time. <laughs> the monthly, I, I think we should change our bio, the monthly dose of absolute turd. <laughs> With me, half of your host, Matt. And me, the other half of your host, Jake. We're actually one person. <laughs> What's the bottom half? <laughs> Who's the bottom half? He's half man, half bear, half pig. He's man, bear, man, pig. Bear, pig. <laughs> That's this podcast. Mm. Mm. It is the man by pig of the podcast world. Welcome. Um, we are currently trying to go through like a little redesign of all of our material and stuff. So there's hopefully a new logo coming yes. and some new things and stuff. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. But this week it's my plot. Mm. Um, and this plot, this one came from my boss at work. Shout out to Matthew. He's never going to listen. So. <laughs> Wait, wait, no, it's, it's more of a sad one. It's, <laughs> this is a shout-out to someone that's never going to hear it. No, it's more of a... <laughs> like a sad clown. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's great fun. Um, so, yeah, it's my plot this week, and I was frantically writing it earlier. But mm-hmm. we do have a quote. I've got some stuff to say about this plot, because... Um, you'll, yeah. I was going to say, don't want to give the game away. We'll get there. Because before that, we've got... The ever-loved, most popular part of the podcast. Who says that? <laughs> Show me who says that. Oh. <laughs> Show me. Show me who says that now. Shower you with hugs and kisses. <laughs> Talk of flavoured kisses. Don't quote me on it. <laughs> Hopefully as part of the revamp is going to be actual, actual segment sense. headers. <laughs> <laughs> we may have folly work as well, so, I have got for you, this film is rich in quotes. Oh. It is rich in quotes, and quite a lot of them make it far too easy. So I've had to go for a slightly lesser known one, and then I will drip feed in others as we go along. But the majority of them mention 
something, that would end up giving it away. Okay. So, okay, you have I'm your down for that. Po- you have your quote here. Are you ready? Yes. You will go on my first whistle. Um, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Gladiators. <laughs> oh. Sorry, we didn't have a TV when that was on. <laughs> that was when that was on air. There, yeah, you did because you watched Robot Wars. And was it at the same time? Yeah, was it the same time? Sorry. <laughs> God help us, we're in the hands of engineers. Jurassic Park, motherfucker! Is it? <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, All the other quotes get had the word dinosaur in it. <laughs> Uh, of course you would know dinosaurs. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the A word. Arsehole? Yes. <laughs> Fame. Yeah, this is Jurassic Park. Steven Spielberg. Welcome. 1993. And I found this really interesting, looking back on this through the sepia tone lens of things that I love. We were one when this came out. It makes me feel sick. Da, da, but da, da, I remember da. this as a kid being like a brand new thing. Really? But then it kind of dawned on me that as but a then kid... then they did like seven of them, didn't they? Well... No. We then grew three. up with things hey? like watching Red Dwarf, which was yeah. prior to our time. Blakes. Gladiators, I think, was late 80s. Mm. So I get the impression that looking back on it, and I had that existential moment in the car of just... I never actually watched stuff that was out when it should have been out. No, no one did. I love the Indiana Jones films. Yep. Number three. New one. New one. I mean, yeah. New Indiana Jones. Where Harrison Ford breaks his hip. Both hips. And one knee. What? Because he's... 874 (laughs) years old! This was the same reason that Ron Perlman stopped doing Hellboy. Because the last one he did, they were like, oh, you must still love doing these films. He's like, no, I'm fucking old. I'm old as shit. Just let me die. I'm (laughs) only doing this because people want to see it because they love Hellboy and I love being Hellboy. But Mm. right now, I'm old as fuck and I'm going to stop after this. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, the second one would have been just out as we were kind of below the age of five. And yet. I fondly remember watching those films as a kid as if they'd just come out. Oh, interesting. So I've mandela affected myself. You've mandela yourself. I've been mandela I've been mandela by me. <laughs> I was going to say something else and then realised that saying it out loud would be weird, so... Oh, God. <laughs> you, wanna, <laughs> you can cut this bit. <laughs> I've been mandiddled. <laughs> I'm not cutting it. It's staining. It's staining. Right, well, that was an easy ten minutes because, like... Yeah, that was... Yeah, all of the other ones had a reference in. The only other one I was going to do was the weird Jeff Goldblum laugh of just going... (laughs) I keep forgetting Jeff Goldblum is in that film. He is just... An enigma. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do get him confused with Nicolas Cage though sometimes. (laughs) They're on the same energy. (laughs) Yeah, they've got the same energy. They're right in that frequency. They look quite similar. Mm. And like, and on the periphery is is Keanu Reeves. Keanu, Keanu Reeves is like on the periphery of that kind of. Yeah. With Jim Carrey standing behind him, just looking at him. Oh no, no, Jim Jim Carrey's in the other side of the. uh, Oh, there's nothing wrong. He's just a little bit broken. Leave Jim Carrey alone. He's lovely. But Jim Carrey, I feel like, is in the same league as Rick Mayall was. Yeah, unhinged. Mm-hmm. 
completely unhinged. If we're going to go for the nine by the the three by three D and D grid of alignments, yes, is chaotic neutral. <laughs> chaotic neutral. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. That's a fun game, though. Mm. Where would you put these stars? We should mm. save that for another episode. Yeah. I feel like most of the time we're talking here, we are just spitballing for next episode. Some, you know what it is? Someone out there is listening to us and scribbling down and making great TV and film, and we're missing a trick. Unless they come and say, do you want to come and act in the thing that you're based on? I said this about Charlie Brooker last week. He wasn't listening to you. It's he been coming for ages. Because I no. said that Charlie Brooker's been suspiciously quiet and a week later season six is announced. No, Jake, season six was announced weeks ago. Oh, I weren't paying attention then. Maybe it was... He got my mind, man. Well, you saw the bus station adverts and stuff. I don't go outside, man. Yes, you do. Don't lie to me. Matt, I spent all of Saturday underneath the bedsheet walking around the Excel Centre. I don't go outside. <laughs> You really don't help yourself. You no, set yourself I up, know. and I just keep swinging them. Yep. Anyway, so maybe he's been doing this subliminally. Maybe he knows. I don't think he does. Don't make me sing a Taylor Swift song at you. Don't do it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll move on to our next segment, which is the second segment, which is the only number other two. segment. <laughs> number two out of two segments. <laughs> Chapter two out of two. Second of two. Yes. Um, and this is poorly written plot. Like millionaire kind of who wants to be a millionaire. Kind yeah. Of thing. No, 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 no. Someone coughing in the background Wait, every time I get a wrong answer. Dim the lights. <gasps> oh no. And I'm blind. Okay. So this week's plot comes straight at you from Hollywood. It's in Jurassic Park as well. Yes. Could you imagine? I really... <laughs> I really want that to happen. I really want the us weird to do a quote and, uh, and a film on the same time, same day. Anyway. 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 Anywhom. Come on, guys. We have to... No, I'm going to do it in an accent. I'm going to do it in an accent. <laughs> Come on, guys. We have to go. So it's Towley from South Park. No. I'm going to go country. Come oh. on, guys. We have to go. Oh, no. Jason shouts to the rest of the team. We've joined our protagonists on the run. And believe me when I say they spend most of this plot on the run. Most of our gang are veterans, and they're accomplices who just happened to be happened to tag along for the ride. I'm nearly there. You guys better be waiting. That was not bad. Mm. Listen when you listen to that back, that sounded good. Mm. Um, comes the voice of Sarah over the radio, just as they get back into the car. They're racing against time away from the evil pack of rabid dogs that continues to chase them across the country. They're not dogs. They might be. Dogs are robots. Everyone has decided to just learn... Everyone has decided just to learn to live with the dogs instead of trying to fight them. No one knows where they've come from, although there have been many, many rumours. As the car starts up, they make their way to the nearest town. As you can probably guess by now, a bunch of misfits and their comfortable car travel around the country, fighting the bad guys, scraping to get by. This time's no different. Have you got it? I don't think the dogs are robots in this instance. Uh-huh. I might know what this is. No, let's, let's, let's see. Keep that, keep that, hold that thought. They get out of the car and look around, itching to get their hands dirty on the next job. They find an unassuming man who's looking to rid the town of the government's control, but tackle it by tackling the local hospital. 
may seem a little bit counterproductive, but in doing so, the team would give medicine and help the poor town, but of course, for a fee. The fee is a selection of these medicines that they are free to keep and to sell to other towns around the country. It's a real Robin Hood vibe. Mm. Our team agree, and everyone knows their part. Paul, the getaway driver, and a number of other guys around manning the guns and mouthing off to the authorities when the time comes. Still got it? I think so. They managed to pull it off. Pull it off. They managed to pull it off. Medicine in tow. The authorities are dead, but they're now racing against the dogs once again, as always. Amongst our groups... Amongst our group of misfits, we see Jane, a young but complicated soul who spent most of her life running from things. Thus, she sees things in different ways to others. <laughs> I'm a giving him the look. <laughs> the look of I know what this is. She begins to scream. The rest of the town have had enough and decide that she... The rest of the team have had enough and decide that she needs to go and plan to drop her off at the next town after they've sold the medicine. When they arrive, they gather the lo- they gather in the local watering home hole, and seemingly without warning, Jane bursts into a fit of rage, causing yet more problems for our band of compatriots. But only off. Oh, sorry. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> I'm having a giant strong. Strong. Um, this parting of the ways doesn't seem to be going as planned, and the team manage to escape, but only after incapacitating Jane. We need another plan, and we can't break up the team until we solve this little problem. Why do you look confused again? Have you lost it? No, no, it's there. I've just got a couple on the back burner. Oh, okay. Everyone jumps in the car and heads to into the distance to see their friend, a witch, who has fingers in all of the pies, so to speak. Okay, this is solidifying. I'm back at route one. <laughs> when they arrive, the witch gives them a note on a scribbled piece of paper. This time, the authorities are catching up, not only after the team because of the missing medicine, but also because people have noticed Jane's outburst. They take the piece of paper with only two things written on it, the name of the town that no one has ever heard of before, and the location, seemingly in the middle of nowhere. Have you lost it again? No, I think this is really locking it in. It seems to be located somewhere where we would consider Area 51 to be located. A brave team of explorers get back in the car, fill the cup holders with some tasted beverages and head over to Area 51. When they get there, they are greeted by a moat of rabid dogs, having to go very slowly through the blockade to go unnoticed, rolling the windows up and being careful not to make any noise. They park up and make their way into the facility, stopping at the CCTV room. The place is full of dead bodies without any cause as to their deaths. In the CCT room, there's one tape on repeat, explaining why everyone is dead. And this is where you'll get it if you haven't already got it before. A wild disease spread through the community, killing one half through sheer laziness and turning the other half into the dogs. Following this message, we see the seal of the government pointing towards a cover-up. With this knowledge in tow, they grab the tape and race back to the witch in the car. The dogs notice this time and start following them with gusto. As they arrive, they find the witch actually dead this time, 
but in her hand another note, a spell to tell everyone in the country the message that they discovered in Area 51. Jason recites it, and they attempt to leave the witch's house, but in doing so, lose some vital members of the team in the crossfire, but narrowly escape with their lives. I cried at this bit. Not the plot, the film. (laughs) We close to Jane being completely accepted by our group, becoming the driver of that ever-chugging car. Do you, you see, still look confused? Because 95% of the way I was convinced. And then that last bit <laughs> either finishes slightly short of the actual ending or I got jumbled somewhere. <laughs> and okay. now my brain is take going. Me through, take me through your thought process. So, route one, I'll say, I'll say that bit. So, route two was then relying on, rather than you always doing dogs as robots, the dogs were zombies. And okay. I thought, mm, Matt, don't do zombies. So this is something else that is affecting people to make them basically rabid. Uh-huh. And then it was the whole Jane having fits and then not, and then this and then that, and then visiting. The, I was like, this sounds so much like Serenity. Okay. It's unreal. Okay. And then that bit at the end, they have the big fight scene. So I don't know whether I've compressed a couple of scenes together, but I'm pretty sure it's Serenity. Okay. Firefly Serenity, but the film, if not I, the series. If I sing you something, hmm. I want to see if you get it, because this entire film, this is probably one of the only things that stuck with me. Fruity OT bars make a man out of a mouse. Fruity OT bars make you bust out of your blouse. We did it. I don't remember the rest of the words, but then it ends with "Let us blow your mind." Da, 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 da. No, so it is serenity. Oh, <laughs> you got Why it right. Why are you gonna do it like that? <laughs> but the fruity Oti bar song is the advert that. that has the subliminal messaging that sets River off when they're in the tavern. Oh. And for some reason, I don't know if it's just because I really like the colours of the advert, but it stuck with me. <laughs> it makes for me like <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, yes, it was Serenity. Washed eyes. I know, washed eyes. Alan Tudyk gets dangerously stabbed. That's the bit I cried out. Fatally stabbed. Fatally. Dangerously. Morbidly. Morbidly. He did. Excessively stabbed. Yes. Excessively. Yeah. So, so what's your gripe with this? Because I know that. Well, you said there was a bit of gripe because I know this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Don't quote me on it. No, God. Wasn't this one of the things where it was a case of there was a film and then the series and then they stopped it or it was a series. They went, let's make a film because they weren't going to make more series of it. So um, the series came first, Firefly, the series. And it was one of those ones that was like the pilot was so good that they carried it on. Mm. And I think it only lasted for one, maybe two series before it was canned. And I think it got caught up. No, because it was released in 2005. So it was before the writer's strike in 2008 or oh, I think I don't know but the premise of this TV show mm. was so 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 good so good but it was totally and completely overshadowed by other sci-fi series right so uh, it's a little bit too late for things like farscape and <laughs> stuff like that but farscape was so bad <laughs> but like you had you know sci-fi as the like TV channel 
yeah. was massively saturated yeah. by Stargate SG One, Atlantis, Warehouse you know, Thirteen. All yeah, all of these almost. I mean, I'll never say a bad word about Stargate, but all of the others were shit. So, <laughs> so it, it, it was, was kind of that. I I suppose again where oh I've just set Siri off. Oh my god, <laughs> she's been. She's been. Oh, for those of you that want the, uh, the text if you want the version. transcript, uh, <laughs> I can just get. Uh, oh, I can just do ChatGPT. We could just be replaced by that. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but it was one of those things, I suppose, at the time where CGI wasn't in a good enough place to be used on the cheap and get away with it. Yeah, it was very apparent because it was either Red Dwarf. Model ships on a string with very over-the-top and obvious outfits that were a part of it, as part of yeah, the yeah. meta. I feel like Farscape tried to make the dodgy outfits part of the meta, but also fouled horrifically and tried to look past it like the elephant in the room that was all of their fucking costumes. So I think Farscape, the thing, the problem with Farscape was that it and was... the intro bit looks like a fucking acid trip where he's like... I was talking, and it's like the camera's wobbling. He's looking off, and his eyes are pointing in different directions. Yeah. Like, oh, it's terrible, <laughs> terrible. But my gripe with Firefly and Serenity is not about the story or the or the cast or anything like that. I thought it was perfectly cast. The story's amazing. Mm. It's the disconnect between the TV show and the film, right? Yeah. So the TV show is oh tired are we? Am I boring you? Yeah? Bullshit. <laughs> Fuck you, you little nerdy bitch. Um, I wear that badge with pride. <laughs> so do I. Um, but, like, uh, I'm trying to find a way to describe it. So the original TV show mm-hmm. was based in the ship called Serenity with the crew of veterans who had been yes. who had fought in the war and all of that jazz. So... They come across River and Simon Tam, mm-hmm. who are running from two by two hands of blue. They're scary people who are after River because they've stripped her amygdala, and she can now. F- the me- don't say oblongata. <laughs> I knew you were going to say. I that. still don't know where that's from. <laughs> I think it's from. I think, I think it's, it's from... Dexter's lab. Oh, maybe no. Yeah, that's yeah. omelette du fromage. <laughs> I think you're thinking about future omelette. We've come back in full circle. No, no, we're not playing this game. We've done this before. Uh, anyway. Because uh, in the t- in the TV show, you have the Reavers who, in my plot, were the dogs. Yeah. But in the TV show, in the TV show, we never got to the point where the Hands of Blue, the people who stripped her amygdala and gave her all of these special powers and stuff, we had no indication that they were connected to the Reavers. Was that because there was planned to be more seasons before that happened? Yes. So there wasn't any time. Well, we don't even know if the original series was designed to tie them together. Mm. We don't know where that story was going. But it did kind of very abruptly end. Um, And then a few years later, they did the film. And the film completely, as far as I recall, completely removed the whole River Tam investigation and you know thing thing well i I suppose if you wanted this as a standalone film you would need this to make sense for people that haven't seen it otherwise it's that oh i've got to go and again back then we're talking 20 years ago yeah don't don't even say that um 
that was before the time of you've got to watch this film before that season and then you've yeah. got the, 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 like Marvel's fallen down the hole with but I suppose back then it was a case of if that got canned off and it was we want to continue this well you get a film or nothing like the final yeah. space thing you're going to get a comic book or nothing it was well we need to make this appeal to as many different people as possible therefore it can stand up on its own i think you're right i think they had to make it stand up on its own but it's it was quite disappointing because they had the whole cast come back mm. the story was in a prime position for you to tie it up really nicely with a film you know it was like country and western in space with all of this different sci-fi kind of offshoots that created this really solid storyline and this really amazing group of characters and an indication in how society had changed, like high-class escorts and, you know, the ability to be a pirate but be respected for being a pirate because you were a veteran who fought on the wrong side of the war but you're just trying to make a living. You know, mm. it's it was very powerful. Um, and then the film came along and just focused in on the Reavers, whereas... The Reavers were just kind of like a, a side bad guy in the TV show. Yeah. It was just an inconvenience occasionally when you came across a Reaver ship, whereas they changed the focus into being this, let's solve where the Reavers came from instead of let's solve what the series set out to do, which yeah. was solve the problem of River Tam. Yeah, but it's then adding action. Action, adventure. Yeah, it was good action. I love pace. the film. Yeah. I love the film. But th this is what you've then got to consider if you're going to then transfer that over is how how can we make this in 90 minutes Yeah. action-packed and full of stuff and this and that. and Yeah. You, yeah. It's just it's one of those things where... Appease the like, fans, make something they can stand up on its own. It's a battle as ages old as time. But then also, contrary to that belief, mm -hmm. Stargate movies at the end of the Stargate franchise... Mm -hmm. So we had two movies. I was going to say we had one right at the beginning. Well, the original Stargate yeah. movie kicked off the whole franchise. Yeah. Um, but then at the end, you had two Stargate movies, Continuum and Arc of Truth. One of them was the Aura. The Arc of Truth. Yeah. They're both... Well, Continuum was about the gold and they had, there was like a time thing. So it tied up the gold timeline perfectly. An Arc of Truth tied up the Ori timeline, the yeah. Ori story, kind of perfectly as well by bringing all of the different aspects of Stargate together. So I see your point, but then we had such a seasoned franchise of like and 20 seasons. Lots of, yeah. 20 seasons, over 20 seasons if you count everything all together, like all of the different, you know, different... You had enough lore there. Oh my God, amazing amounts of lore. And then they used the movies as a really good medium to tie the story together mm. in a nice pretty bow and deliver it to the people who'd grown up with that story. Whereas Firefly... I just saw you stifle that I yawn. Why are you so sleepy? I, it's because I'm listening. I forget to breathe. And then I look like Kermit the Frog when he's doing that face because my face folds inwards when I'm trying not to make it obvious. I'm yawning. Do you know how I noticed you yawned? Because your whole face glazed over. <laughs> <laughs> you just went... <laughs> yeah. But then Firefly was very... I remember my mum came home from HMV once and she had the DVDs because they were on sale. And she was like, this looked right up your street. So I got you is it. What? This yeah. is a bit of you. Um, so I binged it. Yeah. Um, and then I fell in love with it completely. And I remember I gave you the DVDs and then you didn't watch them and then gave them back to me. 
So me not reading that comic book is payback for you not getting on board with Firefly back in the day. I still have volume three of Once in Future. You've still got time. I've still oh, got okay, it. fine. Yeah, because you don't do books. No, it's because I only do the ones with the pictures. <laughs> no, it's because I'm going through the Adventure Zone at the moment. Have we done Dune yet? No, because I've got to do Adventure Zone, then I've got to do Once in Future, and then I've got Dune. I've got a nice back catalogue. Along with my little model. Listeners, <laughs> save me. I've been making stuff on the cricket. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's true. Oh, I've been making stuff on the 3D printer on the cricket. I've been... The man of a million hobbies. Yes, I'm a hobby hopper. (laughs) (laughs) It's a thing. I love that. Look, my granddad was one as well. It's because my brain can't cope, Matt. (laughs) It can't cope. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, so that's my little rant about Firefly. it, It is one of those things, and it's funny to see... Well, it's not funny to see. It's sad to see, but it's ironic to see. Isn't it ironic? That... 20 years down the line, we see the same thing with see, like series saturation on Netflix, Disney, Paramount, Apple, and things are only given a season or two, and if it doesn't pick up or it doesn't do what they want it to do, then it's just snip, done. But then also on the flip side of that, I don't like it when they extend things too long. Yeah. So, well, this was like Altered Carbon. Season one was incredible. I would agree with you until I watch season two for the second time. Yeah, but you shouldn't have to do that. Well, considering I watched two episodes of season two and then gave up, I persevered with it. And honestly, it ties everything together. Yeah, but it shouldn't feel like a mission to close the gap. It shouldn't feel like effort to get to the end. It should naturally come to a point where you go, that is it. Yeah, no, I agree. And And then what happens is all of these companies then get hounded on twitter by people saying we need more and i think altered carbon is a really good example of how it works in the books or would work in literature compared to it not working in tv because their whole cast changed apart from like two people yeah but with the premise of altered carbon with the body swapping thing you can get away with that but you can get away with that in literature but you can't get away with that when you're trying to connect to an audience who are visually driven. Mm. Because everyone fell in love with Joe Ki- with uh, Joel Killerman as... What's his face? Yeah, it's been a while. Um, oh, God, that's going to piss me off now. He's going to go and have what to do his, Google. What is his name? Either what way. What is his name? Riker. Uh, oh, I got there. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. His, yeah. Riker? No. Riker is the name of the guy whose body it was before. No. <laughs> Riker, I think it's Riker. But his name is Takeshi Kovac. Right. The guy in that body. Yeah. Everyone fell in love with Joel Kinnaman as Takeshi Kovac. Mm. And then in the second season, you wake up and he's a completely different guy. Completely different. So you have to then build that kind of trust. They could have smoothed that transition over. Well, no, because first episode he could have got hit by a bus, and then they could have transferred him and been like, "Oh, there you go." Well, no, because they transferred him because he was going halfway across the galaxy and he had to pick up a new body. Like, but that's what I'm saying. The 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 the, the, the mechanism in thirty seconds to explain that the mechanism works perfectly. They do explain it very well in the show. You just need to watch it. Um, they the mechanism works perfectly especially when it's literature when you're in control mm. of how you imagine you for someone the gaps, don't yeah. you? whereas in the tv show you are being violently flipped from joel kinnaman to the new guy i can't remember what the new guy but there's name. there's just a way of doing like you've not seen plebs have you all the way through what's plebs the tv show plebs 
No. It's been around for a while. It's one of those kind is of... It BBC? Sits, no, Channel 4. It oh. sits in the back catalogue. It's basically a bunch of... It's like the in-betweeners, but during the, the Roman times. Oh, yes. I think I have it's seen it. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And it's not a spoiler alert because this is... Channel 4. Old. I'm sure it's 4 already. Pretty sure. But it was, like, was it like kids... Was it like horrible histories? No, 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 no. This is in-betweeners kind of style of comedy. Oh. But I can't remember... Halfway through, no, it was between season three and season four, or season four and season five, one of the guys got a little bit big for his boots and started picking up other acting jobs elsewhere, so they needed to write him out. They crushed him with a giant stone. They got clearly, it was the first episode where they're all talking and they cut the scenes perfectly so you only see the back of his head and they're like, why are you being so grumpy and not talking today? And you can clearly tell it's someone else. Oh, that's perfect. And they get down the road and there's just this three-ton brick oh my god i love that and it's just that's it that's all it needs just perfect transition like this perfect transition to our end credits now you said it out loud damn it you could have just said crushed under the weight of the bricks crushed under the weight of this fantabulous episode of insert plot here better yeah not quite greasy feels like quite an abrupt engine and it felt like quite an <clears throat> Matt's halfway through season two. He's being cut, guys. <laughs> I looked at the camera as if it was on. There's no camera there. There's no camera there, but I did find a new tool which might help us do that. Oh, but... is this the snippety snappity one? <laughs> Let's take this off. No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, on that note, I do feel like there was a bit of an abrupt ending, so maybe no. we need to like wind down slightly. Oh, God. Well, anyway, no, while you're what? recovering from that corporate spiel. Um, How can you be off like we're in person? <laughs> I... I'm sat opposite you three feet away. They don't know that. They do now. <laughs> well, they do now, yeah. Um, on that bombshell. I feel like I really gollumed that one. <laughs> I feel like you did. You went, you went whole ham. Speaking um, of, there's the new game and I'm not happy. I'm just going to leave that guys, one Guys, <laughs> we'll catch you next week. We're going to need to unpack this. <laughs> Have a good one. What's on its hard drive? No. <laughs> It's a terrible coded game! What? <laughs> <laughs> Good! Is it Is it Is it Is it